Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, joined by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoopscoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Kevin, do you do you like rematches? I mean, tonight is a rematch, obviously, between Arkansas and Missouri. First matchup was a blowout. You don't know what tonight's going to hold forth, obviously. But do you like rematches? You know, it depends, Randy. And I think if you're Arkansas, as tough as this back this back half of SEC play is with all the quad one games, if you're going to have a road game after after a tough loss at Bama and a quick turnaround, you know, maybe it's against the team that you've already gotten confidence beating them by 44. Now, look, Missouri's no easy men on the road. This is a team that, you know, won two of its last three games. Um, you know, the teams that have come in and played, they played close. Auburn within a point in their home court. Uh, same with Florida. I think A&M only beat them by three there in Columbia. So it's not easy to beat Missouri on the Tigers' home court. But i got to think Arkansas, you know, won nine in a row, you know, had every chance to beat Alabama despite a lot of things not going right for the Hogs, foul trouble, a, a call, you know, kind of a controversial call or two there in the last two minutes. Uh, and then just some shooting themselves in the foot going on there. But I think Arkansas gets back on the winning track tonight. I think to answer your question then, do you like rematches? If you're going to have a rematch, uh, you know, this is this is a game that you think you could, you feel like you can win on the road. And look, Arkansas's already, you know, split games with A&M, mm-hmm. split games with Mississippi State. They've got to play Tennessee twice still. And they get it. The Hogs get a return game with with LSU back at Bud Walton. Um, but, you know, the rematch has been good for Arkansas so far. In both cases, A&M and Mississippi State, they avenge losses. They hope the rematch this time leads to a season sweep because uh, then you've won 10 of your last 11. You get to that 20th win of the season. Um, and you're and you're back on track coming home for a big game against a ranked Tennessee team on Saturday. So in the rematches, as Kevin just pointed out, Arkansas is two and zero, Randy, and this is one of three left. So in the SEC, you play five teams twice. It just happens, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. I just I just you know, don't like I just don't like you don't a forty-four like point. No, I just don't like a we'll forty-four point win. Uh, you don't? You don't like no. a 44-point win? Fans no. love 44-point <laughs> no. wins. No. They, they can I, relax. I, they can eat popcorn. They love those. I, you don't I, like I'd, them? I'd like for about um, uh, 34 of those to be able to be spread out maybe over tonight and then some other games. <laughs> okay. Well, well okay. You, you can't do that. So I know you can't do that. If they that's win by two tonight, <laughs> that's that's, it's a win. That's why I don't like them. Just get away. Well, I don't tonight. like these kind of games because okay. too easy, too easy the time before, and uh, hopefully that's not going to be the case tonight. They're coming off be. a loss, Kevin. Don't you think Arkansas won't think about it was too easy the last time? Once you've lost, you want to get back into the winning side, regardless of who you're playing, don't you think? You absolutely do. And this team sees now the opportunity to. I mean, it's still in a chase for a conference title. I mean, it's going to be hard to catch Auburn, but look, Arkansas. Is proving that an SEC team can beat Auburn, uh, and, and you're still got a you know you're still playing for one of those you know double buys. If you finish in the top four, Arkansas is in fourth place right now. When we start talking to SEC tournament in a few weeks, Arkansas is in fourth place, got a chance to finish you know again 
technically still in the race for number one, but definitely in the race for two, three, or four. So you want to keep winning. And the other part of that is, I think the way Arkansas lost at Alabama, just so many missed opportunities. And, and with all the things that Arkansas did right in that game, shot seven more free throws than the, than the tied out, rebounded them by six. And that was plus 10 on the offensive glass, by the way. And they were plus eight in the turnover department. They just didn't convert all those advantages into points. Not enough points. And then you had your leading scorer missing most of the game in foul trouble. You had Stanley Emiday, who had 19 points and missed half of the first half in foul trouble, fouled out with three minutes to go. You, you know, those controversial calls that didn't go Arkansas all the way, just little things here and there that conspired to, to a loss. And you only lose by one. You say, look, we go back on the road tonight. We fix this quick. And I think that's the mentality Arkansas has. Go on the road, pick up, the, get back on the winning track come back home and it gets real serious again against Tennessee, who right, you know, is a game ahead coming into tonight's games of Arkansas for third place in the SEC. Let's talk with Woo Pig. Woo Pig, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Well, that Alabama game, that was a good smart uh, moment. That was, I missed it by this much. I'm kind of sorry it happened. I thought we might have a chance to win that game, but we missed it by this much. Yeah, well, they had a chance. They had two shots at the end, one of which was a half-court shot. But... <laughs> well, that doesn't really count. It would have if it went in. Oh, of course it would. And, uh, you know, that would be a, a moment that would go down in, uh, you know, Anyway, I was calling to talk about the Olympics. Do you mind me, me uh, mentioning the Olympics a little bit? Let me turn, take my headset off. Go ahead. You're one of the few that <laughs> want to talk about the Olympics. I'll put it to you that way. Well, I was watching some curling and these guys doing aerobatics, and you know they're coming up the uh, ramp and flipping through the air and landing with the greatest of ease and. Then there's other people there sliding on their butts, going down the ice and going 70, 80 miles an hour. But, you know, we'll, all right, we'll talk about the three-legged deer. The three-legged deer? Now, I've had this deer around here for three years, and it's got a scout deer that goes in front of it that tells it it's okay to come forward. And I hadn't seen it in three uh, months. And I'll be darned if they weren't back yesterday. Well, that's good. We like that. Got to take care of those animals. Yeah, especially the three-legged ones. Although we got deer hunters out there that uh, I understand why they do that, too. Well, I, I got a feeling that the deer hunters decided to let that deer go so it could last another year. That's nice. That's a good thing to do. Well, listen, um, I'm ready for spring. We'll see how it uh, goes, but... Uh, our basketball team is going well, and we're going to do pretty darn good. All right. All right Thank Pig. you, Woo Pig. Thanks for calling. Definitely a different take than we've had in a while. <laughs> Three-legged deer. Yeah, that's right. I don't know if I've ever are seen one. Are you ready one. to analyze that in depth? <laughs> Kevin, I mean, three-legged deer? I, well, I, think, I, think, I think most – three-legged animals that are meant to be on four legs or down to three are typically nicknamed lucky at that point. That's right. So, Kevin, how effective a shot blocker would a three-legged deer be? I mean, let's let's put it into basketball terms, right? Not hurt his vertical leap, though. <laughs> right, you're right. Well, 
you know, <laughs> getting it back to basketball, I think uh, when you Please start do. talking about <laughs> you start talking about shot blockers, yeah. we saw Kessler uh, Tuesday oh night, uh, Walker Kessler Tuesday night at Bud Walton have seven blocks. And someone asked me late in that game, did, did he have, was he in double figures in blocks? I'm like, he might be. I, said, I think they stopped counting at seven. They just got tired of counting. Huh. He only had seven against the Hogs, but he had a triple-double over the weekend. Wow. Um, well, Auburn won on, on Saturday, and he had a triple-double, including, you know, obviously points and rebounds, but block shots. So, uh, there's an elite shot blocker in the SEC. Yeah, he had seven at halftime yeah. Saturday. I don't know, what what did he finish with? I think he had 12. Yeah. 12 block shots. Wow. That would be a school record at Arkansas. 12 block shots in a game. Wow. Yeah. But but getting it back to Arkansas, I've talked so much about Jalen Williams being, in his own right, evolving into an elite rim protector because of his combination of of blocking shots and then taking charges. And he didn't get a block shot on Saturday, uh, but he he did draw a couple of charges. I think he's up to 37 on the season now. So uh, combined with the the block shots, he's approaching 75 total when you combine the two. So that's pretty outstanding. I mean, Jalen Williams continues to be a, you know, sort of a, uh, what I call a, I guess a hybrid big man now when you start talking about all the things he can do away from the basket and some of it's unconventional when you look at, again, the rim protection. Kevin, I said early in the broadcast, it seems to me, it's my opinion, you could disagree, anybody could, that the only thing about this basketball team that you can depend on every night, every night, is Jalen Williams. And he's going to be close to a double-double because there are other guys as, as good as Note scores. He might score four points one night, or he might score 30. Uh, Amude might hit all his threes. He might hit none of them. We saw what happened with Tony the other day. The guy's shooting yeah. over 50% on the year, and he goes one for 11. Um, yeah. you know, Chris likes plays two great games in a row. Now he goes one for eight the other day. And, and as I said, I don't think he had a hand in his face anytime he shot the ball. So, uh, and their defense is usually pretty good too. So you might be able to count on good defense and Jalen Williams. And, and other than that, you don't know what you're going to get. That's why tonight they, they could win by 20 again, or they could lose. You, you just don't know. Yeah. Well, I would agree with, with that. The only other thing I would say is, you know, J.D. Note has scored in double figures every game this season. It looked to be in jeopardy with all the time he missed, and it was really late in that game against Alabama before he started to score, but he did reach double figures. But a lot of times, um, some of those double figure games are not necessarily his best games when you start Mm -hmm. comparing how many shots he took, the turnovers. You can count on Jalen Williams pretty much getting close to a double-double every night out, and that's always good. <laughs> it's Absolutely. always good when he's scoring, and Absolutely. certainly when you're rebounding, it plays into that defensive effort you talked about. Absolutely. All right, let's check in with Steve. And, Steve, we may need to put you on hold, but let's see. Good afternoon. Okay, guys. Uh, Rick? Yes? I just want to win by one point the way this team plays. Hey, if they win by one, however they win is okay. I mean, you know, uh, like, I mean, the thing of it is, Jalen Williams is really the only one we can count on scoring. Cause, well, and, like, and he I may, mean, sco- he like may just score 10 or 11. Okay, may go for 40. Yeah. And then the next game, he may just get two points. Well, as Kevin just pointed out, he and, scored double figures every game, but sometimes it takes him a lot of shots to get there. But, but. He has scored in double figures, so that's good to know. 
And then Chris likes, uh, you know, he has a good game. He was doing good, and then yeah. here we go again. Yeah. And a uh, hood scoop. I'll ha- I have one question, and then I'll hang up. Do you ever uh, check out some of the girls here in the state that uh, are uh, real good basketball players? Because the Magnolia Lady Panthers, they are. All right, Steve. Are, we got to hit a break. Work. We got to hit a break. We are running late. Back after this timeout. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Joined by Kevin McPherson on his hoop scoop courtesy of hogville.net. Before we go back to the phones, this from... Our Asher Record Service Company live and feedback. Why, says Timothy, uh, why when you have hoop scoop on for a limited amount of time, do you let a caller that does nothing uh, but butcher nothing and drag a conversation on about nothing that anyone wants to talk about and waste hoop scoop's time? Well, then, Timothy, why don't you pick up the phone, 501-661-1037. Why don't you call and ask some really pertinent questions then to Kevin, while we have him on here for this limited amount of time, instead of me wasting time reading that. And we we respect all of our callers, some of whom we vehemently disagree with, uh, because it's their time to call, so it's okay. And I wasn't referring to who, uh, excuse me, the our call, recent caller that we disagree Steve. with him, but they're, well, not Steve, but uh, uh, hog, uh, Woo-Pig. Hog, yeah, Woo-Pig. So... That's just, we have three hours of sports, and we love our callers. All right, Steve, you have a question again for Kevin? Yeah, uh, Scoop, do you have anybody that goes with you that covers the girls' basketball? Because there's some great girls' athletes uh, in Arkansas now, and the girls' basketball is getting better uh, because the Magnolia Lady Panthers, they have won the conference championship for the first time in several years, and they have some really good girls. And I was wondering uh, if you uh, can have uh, somebody go with you to cover the girls to uh, give us kind of a update on some of the good girls. Uh, and that's all I have, guys. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, there's some really good uh, girls players in this state. I've got to see them every year. I've covered the high school scene. Uh, most recently, I got to see Amari Williams, a 6'3 post at North Little Rock. Uh, she is committed to Vanderbilt, a senior. You've got Chloe Clardy and a host of really talented players at Conway, class of 2023, a top-level player that Arkansas has offered. Jenna Lawrence at Farmington in Northwest Arkansas, that a 6'2 uh, post that's already committed to Arkansas in the class of 2023. A lot of really good girls players in, around the state. I got to see extensively. Jersey Wolfenbarger, Sasha Goforth, Alana Eaton, uh, so many others over the years. Uh, we know the three names I just mentioned are now Razorbacks. Uh, but the state always has really good girls players. Unfortunately, I have to concentrate most of my coverage, because I do this on my own, uh, on the boys' side of it and the men's side of it. But the women's, you know, I get to cover at least one Razorback women's game a year. That's typically the game played in Central Arkansas. Played as a back-to-back with the men's game. That was the case this year. And then I often get to see the, the, the girls' players on the high school level when I'm out and about at games. Not nearly as much as I'd like to, and certainly the focus has been on the boys for me uh, because of limitations with my 
time and resources, but there's no doubt about the point he brings up. The, the high school girls basketball in the state is outstanding and, and has been for a long time. Speaking of, Kevin, updates on the recruiting front for Arkansas. Well, you know, Arkansas got an offer out. I think we talked about it late in the week last week to a big man in that 2023 class, Brandon Garrison, uh, who took an unofficial visit to Arkansas, by the way, back in December when the when the Razorbacks defeated the Little Rock Trojans at Bud Walton. Took that unofficial visit, told me he didn't have an offer yet, but was looking forward to that. Then Arkansas, uh, on Wednesday of last week, the day after it uh, beat Auburn at Bud Walton Arena the next day, Brandon got that offer from, from Eric Nelsman uh, personally. So he got his offer, 6-9-4 out of Dell City, Oklahoma, top 50 player nationally, four-star. Now, guys, we know we've got the, the big Razorback game tonight on the road at Missouri, but mm-hmm. we talked about Tennessee coming in Saturday. A week from Saturday, Arkansas hosting Kentucky. So back-to-back Saturdays, you're going to have Nick Smith Jr. expected in for both of those games. Jordan Walsh's camp told me he'll be in for the Kentucky game. Layden Blocker, class of 2023 Little Rock uh, native, who's playing at Sunrise Christian Academy, the number one high school team in the country out of Wichita, Kansas, will be in, along with his brother Landron Blocker, class of 2024, who's at Little Rock Christian, where Layden used to play. Both of those guys will be in for unofficial visits for that Arkansas-Kentucky game. So we know Nick Smith Jr. in for Tennessee, back for Kentucky, along with Jordan Walsh and the Blocker brothers. But I got some other uh, news that's probably going to come out with more specifics in the next day or so. But I'm looking for a contingent of pro hogs to be on campus Saturday for the Arkansas-Tennessee game. The NBA will be off for a week for the NBA All-Star game, and I think we're going to see multiple pro hogs on on at Bud Walton Arena for Arkansas-Tennessee. Great. Hope they meet all those recruits. Yeah, I mean, this is how you recruit, though. You, you invite the players that had success here that you helped get to the NBA, yeah. even guys that maybe didn't play for you, if you're Eric Musselman, that are that, that fans will recognize the names oh, and know they're doing well in the NBA. You embrace that Razorback family. I think we're going to – I think hey. it's going to be a cool Saturday, Arkansas-Tennessee, when you start looking at some of the folks coming in. Bobby Portis didn't play for Eric Musselman, but he's wearing an NBA championship ring. I mean, he definitely want him to be there if he can. He would be an A-lister if yeah, you're talking say, former hogs, you know, or so. pro hogs. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, I know the invitations are out. I know my, many of these guys are excited to get back, and I'm going to let them put things out in, in their own time. But I've kind of done it somewhat here. But you're going to have more than one. There will be several. Mike, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Kevin. I do, Randy. How are you, Rick? Yeah, you and doing great. Kevin, uh, nice to listen to you guys. I listen to you guys every day. Quick Thank question. Uh, Nick Smith, Jr., a couple of days ago I saw a post that he wanted everybody to show up tonight uh, for his game, and I think it would be good to remind our Hog fans that show a little love if you can get out there to see Nick and his team tonight. He specifically invited all Hog fans. Uh, Are they not playing in Fort Smith know. tonight? Yeah, I don't Fort know. Northside road game. Well, I thought he said Tuesday night come and see him. Well, you know, maybe the Hawks, maybe he's talking to Hawks fans up in that way. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah it's a 6 central game, the return game. Okay, so he's probably talking to the just the fans in general to get out there to see. And I, my second question is, is and my last one is, is, with the way the Hawks play, and I know with uh, Nick uh, 
uh, teammate where yes. being a five star, do you is he showing any kind of inkling leaning towards Arkansas? And if so, does he fit uh, what Musselman wants? That's hard to say well, that about a five star. <laughs> yeah, but I'll hang up and well, listen. Thank you, Mike. Oh, uh, well, now he, yep, thank you. And he he's already signed. He signed with Oregon. Uh, in the early period. So he committed to Oregon, and then he, he went ahead and signed his national letter of intent. That's Kalel Ware, the seven-footer. He, he, if he was asking, is, he still, is there any interest with Arkansas, I think that answers it. I think that's what he asked, guys. Is that what yes, he asked? That is that, yes, oh, correct. Okay. Um, and so then the other part of that is he fits anybody's system. This guy's an incredible talent. He's a McDonald's All-American, uh, top ten player, in my opinion. Some of the services have him ranked in the top ten. Um, you know, that's about as five stars you can get. And he just does a, you know, you talk about triple doubles and having blocks as part of that. He does that at North Little Rock. Uh, and you look at the big men that have come out of this state. We talked about Bobby Portis in 2013, Daniel Gafford in the class of 2017, and then Jalen Williams just a couple of years ago in 2020. Khalil Ware is not only among that group when you talk about just being on that level of a high major, no doubt he's going to be good. Uh, but I think he's a future lottery pick, and that would move him ahead of those guys in terms of going that high in a draft, maybe as soon as a year after he's played one season with the Ducks at Oregon in the Pac-12. And I don't think you ever ruled that the uh, with the one-time free transfer needed eligibility. You never close the door uh, on a player like Khalil Ware, even if he's going to Oregon. But then on the other hand, if he's a one-and-done, and that poppy's not yeah. going to come into play. So, um, right. But I, I think we, we saw that, and I realize we are talking different, meaning from guys to gals, because the gals typically are going to be there. We know three years, if not four years. But uh, Sasha Goforth, classic example. She was playing mm-hmm. where, at Oregon State, and uh, now she's on the campus at the University of Arkansas. So. Be careful how you recruit these kids. Don't slam the door shut because you never know. They could possibly come right back to you when it's all said and done. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you, gosh, next thir- this upcoming Thursday. That's what we'll talk to. Good to be here, guys. Look forward to it. There you go. Kevin McPherson there, known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net.